0: what can redwood trees teach us about mental health hello my name is craig faust and you're listening to mental health insights this is the podcast where we explore how to improve your mental health i look forward to talking to you about this redwoods are some of my favorite trees so let's jump in Before my honeymoon, my wife and I went to California to see the redwoods. Uh, well, to, for a couple different reasons, but that was one of the places that we went is to go and look at the redwood trees. And I was so fascinated by them that I actually bought a book about redwoods. And if you've been a long time listener to this podcast, you may have heard a little bit of the story. And the, the peculiar thing about it is that redwood trees, there roots don't actually go very deep it's about maybe five feet and they expand out very far Um, so it's a it's a wide radius and one of the most interesting things about the tree itself is that other plants around it can tap into its root network to grow now this is a pretty big deal because you know in in the world we live in often it's so easy for us to have a perspective that it's a you know what's the saying a dog eat dog world is a uh, is a saying here in America but where there is this idea that everything is a competition everything is competing against each other and and there is some truth to that. But then we have incredible examples of this in, in nature and in, in human history and different things like that. But you know, just focusing specifically on this redwood tree, it, it gives us a good analogy for our own mental health. That if we are a shrub uh, at the base of this forest that has towering trees, we have very little hope to reach the sunlight and thrive that one of the things that we have to do is consider tapping into something that is greater than ourselves. This is especially true when we're suffering from mental health-related issues. One of the primary things that most mental health issues cause for us is a desire to isolate, separate, look at ourselves as unique, different and actually hide ourselves from other people in some way or another. You know, put on a mask or, or like physically hide away and not be around other people. These are all common things, and it's one of the things that actually exacerbates most mental health-related issues. Is a strong desire to hide it from others, and and even in some ways conceal it from ourselves, and and not be as truthful or as honest with ourselves or others about it. But looking at the Redwoods, there is a connection that, you know, I can make is that their root system is a way for, hey, there are things in this world that are greater than us, you know, and Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, any of the anonymous type organizations are, you know, that are for substance abuse and those are suffering from addiction they are one of the most successful programs for addiction, and uh, one of the things that, you know, they say as you go through these 12-step processes is, you know, you have to admit that you have a problem, you have to admit that the problem is greater than you, and that, and that you need a higher power to help you, and a higher power is a very broad term, right? So a lot of people have a lot of different feelings on higher power, whether or not it's more of you know some type of religious orientation like you know like myself as a as a uh, God, a Yahweh believing a Jesus believing individual right that might you know that is my higher power but you know you have other people that have different beliefs that have other higher powers as well and what this does is it allows us right the con the concept of having some type of higher power allows us to recognize that we can't do this on our own. It is a fundamental principle, actually, that you will die alone. You will starve of sunlight. And these plants, they actually have to tap into the root network of something that is greater than them, bigger than them, this redwood tree, um, which is kind of fun allegory for God, but, you know, incomplete in a lot of ways, but, you know, help me out with this example, right? So like the redwood tree being the higher power, tapping into the root system allows us to, one, acknowledge that we can't do this on our own, which from a mental health standpoint is fantastic because that puts a person in a position to actually seek help to actually talk to people or to actually engage in some type of understanding of things have to change and they cannot remain this way the other thing is the acknowledgement as well that sometimes comes in tandem sometimes doesn't is that my way is not working the things that i've done the things that i'm doing it has not been working this is a huge uh, this is a huge thing for us to admit Uh, Especially from the country I'm from, here in America, there is a highly individualistic nation. It's very tough because so many messages that people get is they just need to be their own person. You know they, you know, and and like their way of thinking is right, and you know, and, and people need to fall in the line behind your own beliefs and thoughts, and you know, respect your boundaries. All these different types of things that we're told. And it it builds up this concept that we have to do it on our own and that we're okay the way we are. But if we're able to actually acknowledge that we're not okay the way we are, if we're able to pivot into a place where we can say, my way is not the right way, then it actually allows us more mental flexibility to try new things if I can admit that the way that I'm eating isn't working and that I don't know the right way, it makes it easier for me to ask questions or just search for things. If I can admit that, you know, because I'm so overconfident that I often don't ask questions that would be really helpful, that easily leads me to be like, hey, you know what? That means that I have to ask more questions, right? I need to change the, the I need to tune down my confidence so that I can actually pivot to ask people questions, you know, if I'm sitting here and I'm saying, you know, the way that my my and my spouse's relationship, I feel very alone. I feel like we don't talk. I feel like we fight, you know, or, or like it feels like we're in a loveless marriage. If I can admit and recognize that the way that I am doing things is not working, then it makes me more open to trying other ways, right? This is where that idea or the concept of the higher power comes in Because then we have to say, okay, what is it that the higher power would have me do? What actions would they have me take in this moment? How would they have me look at this different? What would they want from me here? It's an important thing because then we start to look outside ourselves for answers because internally we're not finding them. But also it takes some of the pressure off us we don't have to figure this out alone. We don't have to be alone in it. We don't we aren't all solely responsible for the issues that we that we have, right? There is a responsibility that we need to take a part of, but we're not always responsible for the answers because we recognize that we're not the ones that have the answer. So it then encourages us to seek outside ourselves for those answers. I think that this is something that's highly underrated meaning that I think a ton of people don't do it even those that actually would confess that they have a higher power I think so often that it's hard to admit or it's hard to recognize that the way and what we're doing isn't working right you know whenever i have anxiety the way that i'm doing things isn't working you know anxiety is a normal thing but if i keep on getting stuck in it i have to acknowledge that the way that i'm living life isn't working And that may mean that I have to live life in a way that is not pleasant for me. You know, a common thing that I talk about with people, especially because I work with a lot of people that have social anxiety, one of the things that I had to do is every day I had to talk to a new person. That was highly unpleasant for a very long time until I got more and more acclimated to it. This was not a great experience. It was not what I wanted to do. But I had to recognize that the way that I was living wasn't working. It wasn't allowing me to feel connected to people it was crushing i had to recognize that the way that i was doing things wasn't working and sometimes whenever we're suffering from mental health we have to make that recognition and if we can look to something that is a higher power than us whatever that may be right if it's a you know if it's god if it's you know some other religion if it's some other like you know whatever you might define higher power as you know some people use it science and some people use it as like a group of people you know all these different things you may be able to use allow that to open up the possibility that like okay i need to reference that what would this thing have me do what would my higher power have me do and then do it Right? We have to recognize that sometimes our decision-making is compromised. Right? These shrubs tap into the larger root system because if they don't, they'll die. They won't make it. So they do that, and then they're actually able to thrive underneath it with minimal sunlight and getting nutrients and different things that they are from the larger tree above them. And sometimes that's how we have to live. Until we're able to be big enough to sustain ourselves, maybe find our own sunlight, or like we're we're big enough that the way that we've learned to do things in regards to our higher power is actually working and it is actually sustaining us, right? And and as long as we're doing that, as long as we're doing these things that our higher power would have us do, then we're actually living a healthier life. The challenge is so many of us want to live life our own way and that's not exactly the way that makes the most sense there is so much research and so many different things and and so many different lifestyles that people are always tinkering with and adjusting with that it's really easy to look at somebody else and be like you know what I want to try to live life that way I'm going to try just thinking positive all the time or I'm going to try to sit outside in the sun more or I'm going to try smiling more and I encourage you experiment right that's a good thing but that has to come with the acknowledgment that our way is not working and that acknowledgment can be something that really sets us free right put places the burden off of us and allows us to flexibility to look at other things so i hope that this has been helpful for you i know that even me just saying it out loud it's helpful for me right me as a mental health clinician sometimes i feel like i have to have all the answers and the truth is i don't and if i think that i'm going to have all the answers that I have to acknowledge that sometimes when things aren't going good, that if I have all the answers, I'm in big trouble. All right? So I have to be able to have the flexibility of my own thinking to recognize that I don't have all the answers all the time. And in some ways my life, things don't work. And I have to look outside of me to find other ways of trying to make things work, and I have to be willing to try those things. You know, and for me, that's relying on my higher power, you know, I'm advocating this that you think of some type of higher power that may help you in some of these decision-making things. It helps expedite the decision-making process. It helps get you to do things that you may not want to do. It gives you a format and a and a focus. But also hopefully it gives you a community of people that may believe in whatever this other higher power is. You know, one of the beautiful things about different like alcoholics anonymous groups is you have a group of people that are on the same journey with you. And you know what? being with a group of people that care about you that are all in this together, right? We're all in this life together, right? But that are struggling with you is so helpful because it helps decriminalize whenever things are awful for us and it makes it easier for us to accept failure, accept whenever things don't go well, accept that we're suffering, accept that things aren't always good and then be able to pivot back to continuing to try a new way. So, again, I hope this episode was helpful. Again, I mean, if you guys have any questions or anything like that, please feel free to reach out, Craig, C-R-A-I-G, at lifecarecounselingstl.com. Or, you know, if you have episode request, please uh, do so. You can reach out to me and request different things. I've had a couple people, especially on the addiction series, request things, and, you know, I truly do appreciate that. And uh, I look forward to continuing to share these. I don't know if I'll keep on doing the plant analogies and different things, but it is kind of fun, isn't it? Uh, I know it's fun for me from a story-telling standpoint. So uh, until next time, I hope that you take care, and I wish you well. Thank you for listening to our show. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and reliable information. And those that appear on the show are all licensed professionals in the area of mental health counseling. We are in no way rendering legal or medical advice, only information to help serve you better in making decisions in your life. If you need a professional, you should find one. you are listening to is called Lobby Time and that is by Kevin MacLeod and licensed through Creative Commons.